here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. If you were going to destroy America, what would you do? You would destroy the energy infrastructure. The EPA announced today new regulations on public utilities that produce power, which will limit their ability to produce power. The other day I told you about EPA regulations that are going to affect the electrical grid and reduce the ability of creating electricity. The same administration has made it virtually impossible to drill on new leasehold areas and to build refineries. Energy will have to be imported. And from whom and from where? If you wanted to destroy America, you would attack its currency. You would create massive inflation, massive debt, massive government spending, and interest on the debt that exceeds the amount of money that's spent on the United States military. You would, through your policies, encourage other countries to abandon the dollar and embrace your enemy's currency, that is, communist China's. If you wanted to destroy America, you would destroy the combustion engine in the automobile, as we've known it for over a hundred years. And you would require manufacturers to build electric vehicles. The material for which is controlled by your number one enemy, communist China. The batteries of which are controlled by your number one enemy, communist China. And of course, you would force people into these 
expensive vehicles, assuming they could afford them, even though there wouldn't be enough electricity to fuel them. If you wanted to destroy America, you'd go into the public school classrooms, classrooms at the youngest age, elementary school, and you would teach your kids to hate America. You would teach your kids to hate each other based on race. You would teach your kids to hate capitalism, individualism. You would take merit out of the school system in order to prevent highly intelligent and hardworking children from succeeding. If you wanted to destroy America, you would surgically, surgically remove the genitalia or add genitalia to the children of this country without parental notification. If you wanted to destroy America, you would destroy the nuclear family. You would silence parents by threatening them with prosecution. If you wanted to destroy America, you would use the FBI and the Department of Justice to go after your political opponents. If you wanted to destroy your America, you would populate the media with partisan Democrats and ideologues who use their positions to advance an ideology rather than inform the American people. If you wanted to destroy America, you would populate prosecutors' offices with individuals, hardcore leftists, who don't want to prosecute crimes or are funded by a Svengali billionaire by the name of George Soros who seeks the destruction of America. If you wanted to destroy America, you would open the borders wide to anybody who wants to come. You'd make it impossible to know who is coming. Terrorists, criminals, drug cartel, soldiers. You would make it impossible to prevent fentanyl, other drugs, illegal weapons from coming into our country, into our neighborhoods and our communities. You would overwhelm our school systems. You would overwhelm our hospitals. You would overwhelm law enforcement. You would make it impossible for the Border Patrol to patrol the border. If you wanted to destroy America, you would elect Democrats. You would elect a man like Joe Biden as president. If you wanted to destroy America, you would embrace American Marxism, which has as its purpose to destroy the principles that the nation was founded on. 
That's what's happening. America is being destroyed from within. You see what's happening on the border this evening? After midnight tonight, Title 42 comes to an end. The Biden administration, in collusion with radical leftists on the courts, has been waiting for this day. Biden administration has repealed all of the Donald Trump policies that were in place that helped to secure the border. They stopped the building of the wall at the cost of billions of dollars to the taxpayers. And the steel for the wall is rusting in the Arizona desert. And the goal here is to turn the state of Texas blue, and they will succeed. The goal here is to turn the state of Arizona from purple to blue, and they will succeed. By the time this administration is done in four years, there will be at least 10 million closer to 12 million new foreigners in this country. Where will they go? What will they do? They have children. Their children will automatically become United States citizens. And as the children get older, chain migration will be used to bring in even more. Over at Media Matters, they accuse me of supporting the white supremacist view of replacement theory. It's actually the Democrat Party's view of replacement theory. It's Media Matters' view of replacement theory. It's George Soros' view of replacement theory. The sugar daddy behind Media Matters. I'm just an observer. I see what's happening. If you preach that you have a white supremacist nation, a white dominant nation, and that as a result of that, as is taught in critical race theory by DEI and ESG, this society is fundamentally, systemically, and irretrievably racist. Well, then your goal has to be to change that and to fix it. How do you change it and fix it? Well, look at the border. I don't believe in a white dominant society. I don't believe in a white supremacist society. I don't believe in white supremacy. I don't believe in any supremacy. But I also object to what the Marxists are doing and have been doing to this country. There's no other country on the face of the earth. There's no other country that's ever existed that has surrendered its sovereignty to anybody who wants to stroll into the country. I can't think of any. 
since the beginning of civilization. Not one. I will tell you that one of the reasons the Roman Empire collapsed, and it lasted a thousand years, we haven't even gotten to 300 years. And as my friend historian Craig Shirley says, most nations last about 200, 250, 300 years. One of the reasons the Roman Empire collapsed was because people came over the border. They couldn't control anymore their sovereignty. They were overrun. This isn't a theory. This is reality. The country is being destroyed. For all the reasons I said. For all the reasons I said. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. I would say this to uh, Chris Christie. How long are you going to run and hide from me? How long are you going to run and hide? You're on Hugh Hewitt's show today. You're on Brian Kilmeade's show yesterday. It's not because I need you for ratings. My ratings will sink if you come on. But I want to confront you. I want to debate you. How long are you going to hide? How many more years? You're out there shooting slings and arrows. They're out there throwing mud balls. You only going to go on friendly uh, platforms? Is that it? Is that your plan? What is your plan? Also, I want to say this about Bernie Sanders. Talib is a Jew-hating scumball. She had an event last night, thanks to Bernie Sanders, where she invited groups of Jew-hating scumballs. That event had been blocked on the House side by Kevin McCarthy. Chuck Schumer, the head of the Democrat Party in the Senate, who's Jewish, says nothing and does nothing to stop it. Bernie Sanders says he's Jewish because he's Jewish by birth. But typical of Marxists, 
He hates religion. Bernie Sanders sides with every organization and anti-Semite who attacks the state of Israel. He's a self-hating Jew and a self-promoting Marxist. They exist. He's another coward who refuses to come on this program. But I am sick and tired of that guy being treated like he's just some gentle old man. He is a putrid, vile, cancerous Marxist. Who could only get elected from Vermont. And as far as Talib goes, Talib. hates Jews wants to extinguish the Jewish state which means apparently extinguish the Jews in the Jewish state defends every action by the Palestinians and the Palestinian terrorists and you'll notice the very same people who hate Israel hate America Sanders hates America Talib hates America And you will notice that they are in the Democrat Party. Talib is. Sanders is a Democrat socialist. Who parks his ass in the Democrat Party. Who has sought the Democrat Party nomination. Who's almost received the Democrat Party nomination. These are two grotesque grotesque rashes on the American political system. These Marxists aim to destroy our country as well as the nation of Israel. I'll be right back. Now I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession. This year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right. Physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, Call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. They call him Mr. Right, Mr. Conservative, and Mr. Constitution. But you can call him Mark at 877-381-3811. Donald Trump today released a video on what's happening on the border. I want you to hear this. Cut five, go. With today's termination of the final remnants of Title 42, Joe Biden has officially abolished what 
remained of America's borders and turned the United States into a dumping ground for illegal aliens from all over the world. We've become a third world nation. At this very moment, illegal aliens are lined up by the tens of thousands, ready to break into our country, knowing that even if they are caught, Joe Biden will order them immediately released into American communities. And many of these people are very dangerous. Under Biden, our border is gone, our sovereignty is gone, our national security is gone, and we are quickly becoming that third world nation that I've been talking about for so long. It's happening to us, if you can believe that. The United States of America is now a third world nation. On day one of my new administration, I will end this travesty and restore the sovereign borders of the United States of America. We will immediately resume expedited removals of people that are crossing illegally our border and following the model of President Eisenhower, we will use all necessary federal, state, local, and military resources to begin the largest domestic deportation effort in American history, to send the border violators back to their home countries, and we will do that immediately. This invasion will not stand. Our country is being invaded. Our country is being destroyed by very, very stupid people. These are stupid people. We have to get them out. We have to take back the White House. He's talking about Eisenhower there. 70 years ago, Dwight Eisenhower uh, instituted a mission to deport all the illegal immigrants from the country. Dwight Eisenhower is often praised as a moderate Republican. Some have called him a rhino Republican, not me. But he wasn't viewed as this hardcore conservative. But he believed this was an absolute national security matter. And so there were about a million illegal aliens in this country. They were gathered up in the various locations where they were, and they were removed from the country. This is before there was chain migration and all the rest of it. He removed them. Very interesting. This onslaught will hurt most, will hurt most American cities. This is why these Democrat mayors are, are crying foul. It will hurt Hispanic Americans who are here illegally or on a legal path more than anybody else because most of these illegal aliens will wind up in those communities not exclusively but a lot and I'll say because nobody else will it will be particularly problematic in the African-American communities where these illegal aliens will overwhelm those communities this is a big deal this is a big deal. You have to ask yourself, why is Joe Biden doing this? Media Matters knows why. Mediaite knows why. The media know why. This is a power grab. That's what it is. This is a power grab. And not just Biden, but the people around Biden. 
They're laughing. They're celebrating. They're excited about what's taking place. Rather than defunding the Border Patrol, they've overwhelmed the Border Patrol. Rather than defunding ICE, they've overwhelmed ICE. They took Marxist Clarid and Piven's book about overwhelming the welfare system in sheer numbers. And they're overwhelming the immigration system. That is precisely what's taking place here. I know who these Marxists are. I know who they are. Many of you wonder why these things are going on. That's why they're going on. The country's being turned inside out. That's what's going on. And if you dare to raise it, if you dare to say the obvious, if you dare to observe what's actually taking place, you will be attacked. You'll be attacked as a racist, as a white supremacist, and all the rest. I'm comfortable in my skin. I am not a racist. I am not a white supremacist. And I will not be silenced. Not now, not ever. President Trump is exactly right. And he speaks out against this. And for good reason. Kevin McCarthy did as well this morning. I think we can agree, at least for now, can't we? That I was right about Kevin McCarthy. And all these other people like Josh Hammer at the failing Newsweek. A pseudo-conservative. Drew White at some Texas foundation. Another fraud and phony. I think we can agree that I was right. And they were pathetic. And they still are. Kevin McCarthy, cut six, go. We already have a flood. More than four million people come across. Now it's going to be a tidal wave. You have hundreds of thousands of people just waiting. The challenge here is the president has treated this just like he's treated the debt limit. He's ignored the problem. But Republicans today, we will pass a bill. It, it, it is the strongest border security bill this country has ever passed. We'll do it on the floor. We'll, it, it will bring back. It will it'll keep, remain in Mexico. It will finish the wall, which is so successful that the president, Biden, stopped on the day he was sworn. In. He's literally spending money on the material we already have to finish the wall just to store it instead of use it. It's not even being stored, it's rusting. Kevin McCarthy's really come into his own. And I want to encourage him to keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. Because we need you. Because McConnell's nowhere to be seen or heard, is he? Where is he? Where's the Republican leader in the Senate tonight? Where is he? He's nowhere. It's left to the Speaker of the House and only the Speaker of the House. So that's not a leader in the Senate. We could no longer afford to have somebody like him who simply cannot and will not communicate with the American people, who does not represent the conservatives in the Republican Party who has spent 20 years bloating our budget and failing to do what needs to be done to protect this country. 
That's why he hates Trump, and that's why he'll hate DeSantis. It's the same crowd for the same reasons. A migrant in Brownsville, Texas, on CNN yesterday cut four go. Were you aware of Title 42? Sí. Por eso viniste. That's why you came here. Sí. Y querían pasar antes del 11 porque se recuerda que no iban a jamás pasar más gente. He said he said he wanted to get here. He wanted to make sure to get here before the the cutoff of uh, or before uh, Title 42 ended. But he was well aware. So we have millions of people entering the country speaking God knows how many language languages who will not understand English. We will not be able to assimilate this number of people into the country because this is anarchy. This is utter chaos. The other problem is assimilate into what? They're going to wind up in the public school system. We don't have enough bilingual teachers. We'll have to import teachers from other parts of the planet. And they will learn to hate this country, to hate the history of this country. They will learn to hate our economic system. They will learn to to push for climate change and the other crap that the Marxists are spewing now in our school systems. They will watch Univision and their ilk push their radical left agenda. Then if they do learn English, they will watch CNN and MSNBC and all the sleazeballs dressed up as journalists at the New York Times and the Washington Post and NBC and ABC and CBS. What exactly will they assimilate into? Some white dominant society, some racist society, when hundreds of thousands of people are lining up to come into this country of every race, religion, and background, from every corner of the globe, the entire narrative about we the people is a lie, propaganda, demagoguery that is pushed by the Democrat Party and their surrogates. A flat-out lie. People don't risk everything to come into a country that is as bad as Bernie Sanders defines it. That is as bad as AOC defines it. That is as bad as Chuck Todd, Joy Reid, and the other a-holes dressed up as journalists define it. All of you folks who voted for Joe Biden, you're proud of what you've done to your country? Your economy? You're proud of yourselves to avoid a second term of Donald Trump? Was it so bad? Really? Compared to what's going on now? Just to make sure 
Joe Biden is doing everything he can. There was Democrat DAs, <coughs> excuse me, his Democrat attorneys general, his Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington to stop Trump. And they will do the same to DeSantis. Because that's what Marxists do. Now you might say to me, Joe Biden's not smart enough to be a Marxist. He's not a Marxist. Joe Biden has sold out. That's who he is today. He's always been a political chameleon. This is what he settled on. Got him into the White House after all. As well as the lawyers who litigated and changed the laws in the various states. And that's all Joe cares about. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. You know, the Democrat Party has given up on the working men and women of this country, regardless of race. There's a lot of working men and women in this country of all races. They've given up on you. They pretend to support union workers. They don't. They pretend to support blue-collar workers. They don't. They pretend to support small businesses. They don't. They pretend to support the little guy. They don't. They've given up on you. They've given up on you. That's exactly what's taking place right now. And they thought they have the women because they support abortion on demand right up to the last second. They think that'll carry the day. They think eventually illegal immigrants getting citizenship, children, chain migration, that'll carry the day. But whatever they think, they've given up on working men and women. And the Republicans better start understanding that and explaining that and trying to embrace you and get that vote. Because otherwise there's 
There's no future here. I can't imagine eight years of this. Everything that Biden's doing now with the border is irreversible. The people are in this country. They're not going to be rounded up and removed. Courts will stop them through litigation. The media will show pictures of people here, three, four, five, eight. You look at this. They have their homes. They're being taken because the media are not on our side. They're not on the side of the American people. These are elitists, self-appointed, because they're really not elite in any respect, but they're elitists who've joined with the ruling class, like any other growing tyrannical regime, and that's what we're confronting. The great Milton Friedman, who was a libertarian who believed in open immigration, except when you have a large welfare state. So he opposed open immigration in the United States because it said it would overwhelm our, our welfare system. And it will. And it will. You don't hear a lot of congressional Democrats speaking out, do you? No, you don't. In fact, they're awfully quiet, aren't they? While this tumult and chaos occurs. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Senator Cotton will be on in a few minutes, and next hour, Governor uh, DeSantis. I uh, I want to play some of this CNN stuff from last night because Donald Trump was unbelievable. He was fantastic, which is why the left is going nuts, the personnel at CNN are going nuts, mediocreite and media matters for un-Americans is going nuts because he owned the whole place. And it shows you he's not going away. I think they're underestimating him. Let's start with cut 16. Go. Would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were? I would sit down. Let let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, If I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? I'll meet with Putin. I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down. What do you. Can I just follow up on that? You said you don't think in terms of winning and losing. Mr. President, can I just follow up on that? Because that's a really important statement. Excuse me, let me just just follow up. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? 
I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. But you won't say that you want Ukraine to win. You You know, let me stop here. Hold on. She is so outclassed by him. Don't you think, Mr. Producer? She just keeps repeating herself. He already said he's not going to say he wants one or the other to win. Because if you're president and that's your view, how are you going to get this resolved? I can have an opinion. You folks can have an opinion. But he's saying, look, I want to get it resolved. Go ahead. Say this. I want Europe to put up more money. Mm -hmm. Cut 17. Go. They didn't raid Obama. But Joe Biden didn't ignore a subpoena to get those documents back like Joe you Biden did. And took so that's 1850 the question. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> negotiating and we were talking to NARA, that's Washington, to bring whatever they want. They can have whatever they want. When we left Washington, we had the boxes lined up on the sidewalk outside for everybody. People are taking pictures of them. Everybody knew we were taking those boxes. And the GSA, the government service, the GSA was the one taking them. They brought them down to Mar-a-Lago. We were negotiating with NARA. All of a sudden, they raid our house. When Biden has his documents, he won't give back the 1,850 boxes. And you're going to find some real gems in there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the entire purpose that she had there was to try and um, trip him up. And he wouldn't have any of it. Cut 18, go. If they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. And I don't believe they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So just to be clear, Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts Republicans are demanding? We might as well do it now because you'll do it later because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You once said that using the, that using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You, well, you said that when you were in the That's Oval Office. That's I was president. So, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> The U.S. defaulting would be massively consequential for everyone in this room, for all of us. You don't know. It's psychological. It's really psychological more than anything else. And it could be very bad. It could be maybe nothing. Maybe it's a you have a bad week or a bad day. But look, you have to cut your costs. We're we're spending seven trillion dollars on much of it on nonsense. And you see, he understands that money's still coming in. About 350 or so billion dollars every month. There's really no reason to default if it's handled properly. Cut 19, go. Will you pardon the January 6th rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. 
I can't say for every single one, because a couple of them, probably they got out of control. But, you know, when you look at Antifa, what they've done to Portland, and if uh, you look at Antifa, look at what they've done to Minneapolis and uh, so many other, so many other places. Look at what they did to Seattle and BLM, BLM. Many people were killed. These people, I'm not trying to justify anything. But you have two standards of justice in this country and what they've done. And I, I love that question because what they've done to so many people is nothing, nothing. And then what they've done to these people, they've persecuted these people. And yeah, my my answer is I am most likely if I get in, I will most likely I would say it will be a large portion of them. You know, they did a very. And it'll be very early on. And they're living in hell right now. You see how honest and forthright he is? How straightforward he is? He's not your typical politician, is he, Mr. Producer? Cut 20. Go. One of the big problems was that Nancy Pelosi, Crazy Nancy as I affectionately call her, (laughs) Crazy Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of Washington were in charge, as you know, of security. And they did not not do their job. They're not in charge of the National Guard. You're They're, in charge of the they National are Guard. In cha- well, I offered them National Guard. I said, we'll give you soldiers, we'll give you National Guard, we'll give you whatever you want. And they turned me down. You're and in fact, she Secretary. turned me down. She tur- excuse me. She turned me down in writing. They turned me down. But your acting defense secretary, Chris Miller, at the time, he says you never gave a formal order to, to deploy the National Guard. But when it Excuse came me, to that day. Just the opposite. He Chris tes- Miller wrote a book and he's a fantastic guy and he was ready to go. They turned him down. If you look, the mayor of Washington, D.C., lovely lady, she said, we don't want it. We don't like the look. Nancy Pelosi said, oh, we don't like the look. If they would have had just I offered them 10,000 soldiers, I said, it could be 10, it could be more, but I offered them specifically 10,000 soldiers. If they would have taken 500 soldiers, you wouldn't have had the problem. They turned it down. And if you look at the inspector general report, he says they turned it down. They made a terrible mistake. He's 100% right. We had uh, Secretary Miller on the program. I've gone through all this with Cash Patel. I read what the inspector general of the Defense Department said. There's simply no dispute here, which is why the case that they're trying to make against Trump is so preposterous. It's the mayor who turned them down. It's Nancy Pelosi who turned them down. And the president cannot order the National Guard to go there. They have to be requested by the mayor or the governor. Now, he can use the Insurrection Act, I suppose, and send them in on his own. But he hadn't done that at all because his military chief of staff, Milley, would have opposed him. So, I don't know. I think that was a big night for Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. 
That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. You know, it's a pleasure to have Senator Tom Cotton. I've gotten to know him. He's a very, very good man. He's a man of his word. He's very honorable, and he's a family man. So uh, he wanted to come on, and I wanted him to come on to discuss the situation with two of his constituents in Arkansas. And that would be the four-year-old granddaughter of Joe Biden, the daughter of Hunter Biden, and the young lady that gave birth to the uh, four-year-old. Senator, how are you, and, and what do you know about this? Well, Mark, it's good to be on with you. Um, I saw your remarks last night on television about this, and you're dead on. Uh, the way the Biden family, not just Hunter, but Joe and Joe Biden, have treated this little girl is indecent and disgraceful. I think we all know hunter biden's history here um i mean he hid from process servers for months in the summer of 2018 first time i heard about this case again because uh the mother of his child is in arkansas the child's in arkansas as well once he finally was served process and he denied paternity he took a dna test and it's established beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's the father um he and uh the mother reached a settlement uh they agreed in court in 2020 and he was the one that came in last year and reopened the settlement, Mark. This is not the mother who's coming back and reopening the case that she settled. This is Hunter Biden. And what is he doing? He is pleading poverty. He's saying that he can't support his own child because of financial hardship. Mark, remember, this is at a time when Hunter Biden is selling his finger pain, painting to his dad's donors and patrons for hundreds of thousands of dollars each. He's living in luxurious mansions all around the country. He's driving fancy cars. He's riding on Air Force One, cavorting with the president in Ireland on a big family reunion trip. Uh, it's Joe Biden, or I'm sorry, it's Hunter Biden, uh, who started this latest iteration of the lawsuit. And, and as the uh, mother's lawyer made the point in court just the other day, all you have to do is look at his lawyer's table. I mean, they have a phalanx of lawyers there who charge hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars of hours. Abby Lowell, a Washington, D.C. celebrity mm -hmm. lawyer, probably charges more on an hourly rate than most Arkansans pay on their monthly mortgage. But yeah, he's about he's, he's probably he's probably twelve hundred dollars an hour. That guy, something yeah. like that. And you'd, you'd probably be lucky to get him at that rate, Mark. Mm. And Joe Biden and Joe Biden consistently refuse to even acknowledge this little girl's existence. Look, I understand this is probably what no one expected or planned for, but Joe Biden, as recently as just a couple weeks ago, once again was celebrating his six grandchildren. Joe Biden has seven grandchildren, but he refuses to acknowledge it. At Christmas time, Mark, they hang six stockings over the White House chimney fireplace, not seven. They even hang a stocking for their dog and for their cat, but not for their seventh grandchild. Is it really too much for them to ask, despite the uh, difficult circumstances here, for them to at least acknowledge their own flesh and blood, 
to reach out to the mother and try to make some effort to be a supporting and caring and loving part of their grandchild's life, at, consistent with her wishes and her expectations, of course, as the, the custodial parent. Uh, I, I don't think that's too much to ask. What they're actually doing, what the Biden smear machine is doing, is deeply unfair to the mother as well. You know, if you listen to Joe Biden's political operatives talking on background and media, they would make it seem like, oh, this is only a one night stand. And you know, Hunter wrote about this in his memoir and did TV interviews about it. I did. I denied paternity because I was in, you know, a drunken and cocaine addled rage. Um, so I can't remember anything. But the contents of his laptop make clear that this was not some random one-night stand. It was an ongoing relationship, personal and professional, since she was on the payroll of one of his fake companies for up to 18 months, if not more really? than that. Um, so absolutely, st- starting in the spring of 2017, the laptop makes clear that uh, Hunter's girlfriend, I guess you'd call her, his deceased brother's widow, with whom he was in a romantic relationship, started getting angry because of his relationship with this uh, constituent of mine in Arkansas. Um, the child was born, and I'm sorry, the child was conceived in late 2017. There's reports that they even met, and Hunter heard the ultrasound before totally, totally ghosting the mother of his own child. But she was on the payroll receiving health insurance through one of his. Uh, front companies at least until the fall of 2018. That's over 18 months, Mark, and it probably is a lot longer. That Hunter Biden has been out there lying, and Joe Biden's political operatives have been out there lying as well about the nature of their relationship, all for political gain, all at the expense of the well-being of a little girl. You know what's amazing about this, Senator Cotton? I didn't know any of this. It's not really being published anywhere, is it? Certainly not on the East Coast. No, so of course the the only the only two outlets that I've consistently seen try to cover this but be stonewalled by the Biden political machine is the New York Post and the Daily Mail. I mean, they've gone so far, Mark, as to ask a very basic question of uh, the president's mouthpiece, the White House press secretary: How many grandchildren does the president have? They won't even answer that basic factual question. And of course, the media, as always, is acting like a phalanx of bodyguards around Joe Biden and his family because they're afraid that if the American people knew that half the truth, a quarter of the truth about the Biden family, that there's no chance he can be reelected in 2024. And they've got to man man the ramparts to make sure that uh, uh, Donald Trump or the Republican nominee for 2024 has no chance to beat Joe Biden. You know, Senator Cotton, I think of the little girl, precious little girl, four years old. She's brought into the world, really doesn't matter how. Her father won't even acknowledge her. Her grandfather, the president of the United States, won't even acknowledge her. This has to have an effect on a four-year-old, and it certainly have an effect on this, this child when she gets older, right? Well, it's a, like I said, it's a very sad circumstance. I'm sure that this is not what anyone planned for. But as you say, Mark, um, she is an innocent child. None of us were able to choose our parents or the circumstances of our birth. Uh, all we deserve, all any child does, is the love of their family and their loved ones. Um, and, and it's certainly the case that this latest round of publicity is entirely, entirely due to Hunter Biden coming back into court, pleading poverty, trying to reduce his child support for his own child. 
at a time when he's selling his finger paintings for hundreds of thousands of dollars. If he had not done that last fall, we might not have heard of this story at all. But now it's a spectacle once again because Hunter, Hunter Biden refuses to live up to his own agreed-upon settlement. And he didn't even want to show up personally in court. He just wanted the judge to rule on his behalf. And thankfully, this judge said, no, you're going to come here, you're going to make your case, and, and you're going to show me some documents. Yeah, that, that's right, Mark. I mean, this is, uh, you know, a circuit judge in Independence County, Arkansas, no doubt does dozens of cases like this every year. Typically, the clients don't have to show up. Hunter Biden's the one that went in last fall and reopened the case. It was proceeding, she said, normally until about January, and then Hunter Biden began to treat this judge just like he treats the mother of his child his child. He totally ignored her, never responded to anything, no depositions, no interrogatory responses, no nothing. So finally, she got fed up and said clients are no longer excused from attending. So that's why he had to attend last week, and that's why they're now one would hope on track to actually get to trial in July if they don't settle. Again, also Hunter Biden at a time when he's selling finger paintings for hundreds of thousands of dollars to his dad's donors can get out of paying child support. You know, Mark, rather than putting the family through all this, why didn't Hunter Biden just go to all of his patrons, the people are, who are putting him up in their mansions or paying for his luxury cars or for that matter, paying Abby Lowell and that phalanx of lawyers and just ask them to pay the child support. Well, you're right. A hundred percent. Senator Tom Cotton, I want to thank you. And I want to thank you for revealing more information that I know to millions and millions of people. And uh, we'll talk soon, sir. Thank you, Mark. Good to be on with you. God bless. Be well. And we'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Would help if I turn the mic on, Mr. Producer. If you live in a major city in America, I mean a major city, one of the big ones, you need to get out. Former Marine expected to be charged with manslaughter and Jordan nearly chokehold death. Attorneys for the 24-year-old former Marine have said there was no way he could have foreseen that his bid to subdue an alleged perceived threat would turn deadly. Jordan Neely's family says that amounts to a confession. I will say this to Jordan Neely's family. I'm sorry you lost your son, 
but your son was a disgrace. Your son was threatening people. Your son had been in prison repeatedly. Your son was on a bad track. Your son punched an old woman in the face. Meanwhile, this 24-year-old served his country as a United States Marine. He's now going to be charged with second-degree manslaughter. And God knows if it'll get worse. A good Samaritan. A good Samaritan cannot be sure what's going to happen when he or she steps in to try and protect a subway car full of people. That chokehold that he had on Neely, to be honest with you, I've seen that chokehold when I watch MMA, particularly UFC. I've seen it. But the point is, if Neely hadn't been threatening, threatening other citizens on the subway car, none of this would have happened. So I don't know what his family means that it's a confession. But I'm telling you, if you live in that city, or my home city of Philadelphia or whatever, get the hell out. Because once law and order breaks down, and the good guy's the bad guy, there's no hope. And when your fellow citizens keep voting for the same political party that is destroying your city, there's no hope. Get up and get out. Now, some of you can't. I got it. But if you can and you're thinking about it, stop thinking about it. Because this is uh, outrageous. So rather than a hero now, he's a defendant. By a Soros DA who will do everything he can to punish this Marine. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick of this bastard brag. I'm sick of all these left-wing, phony, fraud prosecutors. I'm sick of all these spoiled, liberal, white millennials who protest, who protest on behalf of tyranny. I'm sick of it. That's why I don't live among it. Not anymore. Every now and then my wife or another family member says, let's go have dinner in Washington. I said, not me. I want nothing to do with Washington. There's a reason we live 40 miles away. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go into any of these cities. I just don't. Because if somebody tries to hurt me or even more my wife or another family member, I'm not surrendering. And so I know what will happen. Something horrific. Or if I manage to protect myself or a family member, I'll lose everything. Because the system is not a just system. System about equity. Which means I can't win. Even if I'm the good guy. Even if it's self-defense. 
So I don't want to live in a society like that. So I don't want to be in those areas. I don't want to be there. It's that simple. Kevin McCarthy, known Fox and Friends today, the Federal Bureau of Instigation, Federal Bureau of the Stasi, does not want any oversight. It is a rogue agency that runs independently of the rest of the government. Any effort to find out what they're doing, they come back with the same repetition, the same propaganda, sources and methods. And then you get knuckleheads who say, well, where's the proof? Where's the proof? Do they not understand what's taking place? Do they not understand what time we're in right now? And of course, it's not Congress's job to come up with the proof. If they come up with information that raises questions, information that meets the the criterion for the appointment of a special counsel, that should be enough. Kevin McCarthy, cut seven, go. James Comer, one of your chairmen, revealed a lot of information yesterday, but the FBI is still stonewalling a subpoena on information that might tie the big guy, Joe, to these family dealings that were revealed at the press conference. What do you do about that? That's unacceptable. I'm going to call um, Director Ray today because we have oversight of the FBI. We have the right. Comer is simply following information that he has found. We should find all the information. Isn't it quite interesting that foreign countries give millions of dollars to different LLCs that trace down to the entire Biden family to grandchildren? What are they doing? Why are you hiding money that direction? And why is foreign money coming from other countries while he's in office? What are they doing? 170 suspicious activity reports? I mean, one is bad enough. Yeah. Who has that many? And why would you hold that information back? You're protecting. You'd want all in the open. And as a member of Congress, it doesn't matter if this person is Republican or Democrat. We have oversight of the FBI. If the FBI at any time thinks they could withhold information from Congress, we have a severe problem on our hands. And I think we do. And I think you're right, Mr. Speaker. And you're right to take them on. This is disastrous. They think they can do whatever the hell they want because there's no oversight. And now the Republicans are in town and they say, oh, yes, there is. We subpoenaed the information. Oh, sources. Sources. And practices. We don't trust the FBI. If we trusted the FBI, it'd be fine. The FBI had already opened an investigation. It'd be fine. The Attorney General had already pointed a... A special counsel be fine. What does it take to appoint a special counsel other than uh, if your name is Trump? Well, we have one in the documents with uh, Biden. That's a joke. You don't hear a damn thing about it. They appointed a lackey. A nobody. But this is a big deal. 20 shell corporations for what? Millions and millions of dollars flowing into these shell corporations to nine Biden family members, including three grandchildren. So they set it up for the grandchildren. Grandchildren didn't do anything. It was just a way to spread the money around. Five banks. What do you need five banks for? And why are you taking money from the communist Chinese, our enemy? While your dad is vice president of the United States. I talk about this on Life, Liberty, and Levin in my opening statement. 
I hope you'll watch it on Sunday. It's Mother's Day on Sunday. On Friday, I wish all of you a wonderful Mother's Day. But I hope you'll watch it on Sunday. It's a very important show. You can always DVR it. While it's front of mind, I would encourage you to DVR it now, 8 p.m. Eastern. We have Josh Hawley on, who is fantastic. And Kaylee McEnany, who is fantastic. She's a really remarkable young lady. And uh, we have, and will have, fantastic discussions about the culture, what's happening to the culture. And as you know, the culture goes, everything else goes. Everything else follows. So Life, Liberty, and Levin is a very unique program. The format's very unique. We stick to our principles. I stick to my principles no matter what. I've never had a problem with that. So I hope you'll uh, you'll check it up, uh, check it out. As I say, if you're if you're out Sunday night, I can totally understand it. But set your DVR, and you can watch when you come back. It's it's like podcasting. A podcast you can listen to any time. Well, if you can't watch, you can't listen live, or we're preempted. You can always hear us on the podcast, right? Well, same with TV. If you can't watch us live and you're doing something else, you can record it on your DVR and you can always watch it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Credit cards and how you can get out of your debt situation. This is how people who know how to handle money survive or even make money when the economy's down. I'm just making the point. You don't buy things when the economy is way high. You don't buy stock when stock is way high, when real estate's way high. If you have cash, you try to get into these things when they're low. When they're low, so when they go back up, you can make money. Now you'll say to me, that's great, I'm not rich, I don't have cash. That's the whole point of this. You've got equity to pay off that debt. Equity in your home to pay off 20, 22%, maybe even higher on your credit cards. So basically you're switching a, say, 6% on a mortgage for a 20, 22% for your debt 
on your credit card. It's really a no-brainer. So that's what I'm trying to point out. And the other thing, of course, is to just get the spending under control. But that doesn't mean you're, you're a profligate spender. You may need to use your card because you don't have any other money to buy food and groceries. You know, that sort of, I got it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just making the point that it's better to switch a 20, 22%, 24% interest every month on a card for a 6% interest on a mortgage. That's my only point. So you're paying a whole lot less to borrow money because a mortgage is borrowing money and a credit card is borrowing money. You've never heard of credit cards going broke, have you? You've heard of banks going broke, but not credit cards. Credit card companies, I should say. In fact, there's among the richest companies on the face of the earth. And they're making more money now than ever before because they're able to charge the higher interest rates. That's how that works, Mr. Producer. Are you aware of that? Yeah. We're going to have Ron DeSantis on next hour. Good man. Um, You know, the thing is this. You live in the state of Florida. You don't have to keep looking over your shoulder. What do I mean by that? You know that you have a governor and now an overwhelmingly Republican legislature. That's not going to try and steal your money. That's not going to try and regulate you out of business. That's not going to allow the teachers unions to teach your children things that they shouldn't be teaching them. That they're going to fight illegal immigration. That they're not going to raise your taxes. They're not going to institute a state income tax. That's what it's like, America, when you have a governor like DeSantis and a legislature like we have in Florida. You don't have to worry about your Second Amendment rights. You don't have to worry about the federal constitution being trashed. If you defend yourself legitimately, self-defense, or if you're a good Samaritan who conducts him or herself properly... You don't have to worry about what's taking place in New York City. Because you're in Florida. And there are other states similar to this. But not as good as this. I'm just being honest. That's why it's important to have a DeSantis. That's why it's important to have a huge majority Republican legislature. And that's why people are moving to Florida. I'll be right back. here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Okay. Hello, America. Hope you're well. Our number is 877-381-3811-877- 381-3811. The Biden White House says it can expel reporters who don't act professionally, raising First Amendment concerns. Remember Jim Acosta? Jim Acosta was a reprobate, an intellectual lightweight. He was sort of a kamikaze reporter. He would go into these presidential press conferences with the purpose of disrupting them. 
he was literally sent in there to disrupt the press conferences by Jeff Motherzucker. And um, that's what he did. So other reporters couldn't ask questions. But more important than that, the American people couldn't find out what was going on because Jim Acosta kept accosting the president. So they threw him out. Remember the uproar? The uproar by the Praetorian Guard Democrat corrupt media? Remember they went to court and all the so-called professional journalism and media organizations participated? Remember all the phony arguments made, even though CNN still had four or five reporters at the White House? Remember the idiot judge? I think it's this Judge Kelly, as a matter of fact. Remember the idiot judge who determined that it was, in fact, a First Amendment matter and ordered the White House to let the guy in? Incredible, actually. What a stupid-ass ruling. But nonetheless, that's what he did. Now, the Biden White House, according to Fox, wants to revise rules for who can attend press briefings and news conferences. What do you think about that, Judge? Who do you think it's aimed at? You think it's aimed at the sycophantic press? Think it's aimed at the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost? Or the Crap News Network or MSLSD? Of course not. No. White House informed reporters in a notice Friday that credentials known as hard passes will be revoked under the new rules if a journalism doesn't act in a professional manner with written warnings for violations followed by suspensions and bans for repeat offenders. How come that doesn't violate the First Amendment? Oh, I forgot. This is Biden, not Trump. Today, News Africa reporter Simon Atiba was drawn attention by sometimes shouting to Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre from the back of the briefing room objects to the policy. Of course, it's aimed at him. It's aimed at Fox. It's aimed at anybody who takes her on. And she is a complete idiot. She is a complete propagandist. One of the worst press secretaries in history. Washington Post noted that the rules represent the Biden White House's attempt to establish a code of conduct to avoid the legal jeopardy that the Trump administration ran into when it banished CNN reporter Jim Acosta and journalist Brian Curran, whoever that is, from the White House complex in 2018 and 19. It's good to hear that the White House is looking to establish some objective standards governing White House press passes, says Ted Boutros, the lawyer who defended Acosta, told the Post, but he called the proposed rules unduly vague. I know who Ted is. He used to work with Ted Olson. He used to be a friend of mine. I never hear from the guy anymore since he's moved hard left. But Ted Boutros was always a Democrat, as I recall, but I could be wrong, but who cares? Why would I care what he has to say? Why would I care what he has to say? Look, look, how, look how he tries to draw distinctions between Trump and Biden. Pretty incredible. Acosta, who literally disrupted the press conferences, wouldn't sit down. In 2018, Acosta's hard pass was suspended after a contentious back and forth 
of President Trump during the press conference. At one point, Acosta refused to concede the microphone to a White House aide. There was a brief contact between the two. Remember that, Judge Kelly? I think it was Judge Kelly. Remember that, Judge? Was that okay? CNN filed the federal lawsuit against the Trump administration, demanding that it restore Acosta's press credentials. Fox News announced that it would support CNN's efforts. Too bad. Shouldn't have. Trump administration countered CNN's motion, saying Acosta disrupted the fair and orderly administration of a press conference when he refused to give up the microphone. But a federal judge dismissed the Trump administration's claim and restored Acosta's credentials. Now, that federal judge would not tolerate such behavior in his courtroom. Well, you better shut up and sit down and you only answer when you're asked to call when you're called upon. Judges are very funny about that. They run their courtrooms like dictators. And nobody wants to get on the wrong side of a judge or you lose your case. I'm sure that's the same with this judge. Funny, isn't it? No, not really. So that's what the uh, White House is up to. It's constant effort to control and censor media. You know, with its disinformation board, it's got another one going, by the way. The Intercept has revealed it. Interesting. Hunter Biden. Remember him? Well, there's new information out right now. Hunter Biden and ex-wife Kathleen Bulls, B-U-H-L-E-S. Their divorce attorneys were aware of Romania deal payments. Now, why is that important? Divorce lawyers for Hunter Biden, I'll tell you in a second, and his ex-wife, Catherine Bewley, were aware of money hitting Hunter's bank account from a Romania deal email show, appearing to contradict Bewley's previous claims she had her head buried in the sand, quote-unquote, when it came to Hunter's finances. During a press conference Wednesday, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer revealed Bewley was one of several Biden family members to get money. According to a 2016 and 2017 emails from Hunter's abandoned laptop, divorce lawyers for Hunter and Buell were aware of payments from a Romania deal, quote-unquote, and discussed how it should be divided among the two parties. Rebecca Sullivan, who was representing Buell during the divorce proceedings, appeared frustrated in December 15, 2016, with Hunter's lawyer. So the uh, ex-wife wanted in on the action, too. She'd be a good uh, deponent if you're the Republicans on the Hill. Money spreading out everywhere to everybody. But over there, CNN wants to know, what's your proof of a link that Joe actually did anything for the money? No, no. Look, she's right. Let's just admit it. She's right. The communist Chinese are well known to be philanthropists. So they just, you know, they just decided, poor Joe, Joe and his offspring, and his offspring, offspring, what the hell, they need money. You know, the kid's a crackhead, he's running around with prostitutes, he's impregnating people and then denying that he, that he did. This poor guy, I mean, he goes out, he gets a gun, he lies on his, his form, he doesn't register as a uh, 
of a foreign agent. I mean, he's, he's down on his luck. So the communist Chinese sit there and they say, you know what? Let's just give the Bidens tens of millions of dollars. Why not? We won't ask anything. We don't want anything. We don't know anything. Just give them the money. Let's be charitable. I mean, we don't have to worry about tax deductions or anything. We are the Chinese Communist government, but let's just be charitable here. Give the Bidens money, lots and lots and lots of money, but don't ask for a damn thing. Is it amazing to you, America? The complete lack of common sense and inquisitiveness by the modern American media, that there's such complete partisans and sellouts. They're so thoroughly corrupt politically and ideologically that they let this stuff sit. Isn't it amazing that there haven't been editorials written demanding that the Attorney General of the United States appoint a special counsel? No pressure whatsoever from the American media, none. I've seen it before in the past where they demanded special counsels left and right. And they demanded it on Trump and there was no information. But here, they don't even cover the story. Oh, it's the Republicans again. Oh, yeah, snooze, snooze. And media, that's why you're hated. And that's why many of your platforms are dying. Why would you buy the Washington Post or the New York Times? Why would you go on their sites? I don't even use them. The only time I use them is when people send me stuff. I don't go there. What am I going to do? Or I'll go there to attack them. But certainly not to get real information from them. I'll be right back. Mark In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. All right. It's a strange hour here, folks. Sometimes I get a little distracted, but I try to stay focused. This is a very important piece in The Federalist by Eon Lenahan. Conservatives get busy ballot harvesting or get busy losing. He's exactly right. Joe Biden has announced he will seek re-election. This comes as he's experienced the lowest approval ratings of his presidency, or really any presidency. Former President Trump or Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will most certainly be the GOP nominee. 
And the blunt reality, however, is that regardless of who the GOP puts up against Biden, they will lose if the party isn't prepared to get down in the mud and beat the Democrat National Committee at their own dirty game, ballot harvesting. Please listen, I agree with this 100%, and I hope the RNC's paying attention. The 2020 election left conservatives shell-shocked. How could Trump lose to a supposedly senile candidate who spoke to tiny, lackluster crowds? The consensus for many was that it had to be cheating, which led to persistent claims that the 2020 election was stolen and so forth. Raging against an illegal election is cathartic, but it doesn't get to the root cause of Trump's loss. While voter fraud exists, the reality is, he says, there was no massive election fraud. The DNC simply worked harder, played dirtier, bent every rule, and didn't care about how they looked as they as long as they won. He says it is a mentality that the Republican National Committee will have to adopt. In politics, it's better to be a dirty winner than a gracious loser. So what will winning require in 2024? The first step is to get meaningful voting integrity legislation passed in time. That I agree with. Um... Banning Zuckbucks. They did that in Florida. They need to do that in other states. One of the most actionable and essential recommendations is banning the, passing the end of Zuckerbucks, which would stop tax-exempt organizations from directly funding official election groups through donations or donated services. Now, you'll recall in 2020, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg donated 420 million dollars to ostensibly nonpartisan nonprofit organizations such as the Center for Technology and Civic Life. They in turn funneled it into funding local government election offices under the guise of providing COVID relief. But less than one percent of the money went to providing personal protective equipment to election offices. While it seems impossible that this would be legal, it was. So make it illegal. That's his point. Other billionaires' election efforts. Not just Zuckerberg, who funneled hundreds of millions into private dollars and innovative get-out-the-vote initiatives. Craig Newmark and George Soros also exploited grassroots and non-traditional means of swaying the election, and they're going to do it again in 2024. Soros spent roughly half a billion dollars on DNC causes, dispersing his donations through a complex web of nonprofits. To obscure its origins. Wow, sounds like the uh, Biden administration. Newark spent approximately $200 million in the run-up to the 2020 campaign, for example, funding the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law organization, which pushes suing for expanded mail-in voting and opposing voter ID laws. Soros and Newmark had spent millions of dollars targeting Minority communities, immigrant communities, to get out the vote over the past two election cycles. Both understand non-white ethnic minority groups in America favor the DNC. Door-to-door efforts he talks about. Conservative super PACs need to spend money putting boots on the ground in battleground states. This isn't like the good old days when the pastor or local pillar of the community drove the elderly to the polls... Uh, out of his love for uh, democracy and pride in the right to vote. Sure, some do that, 
But PACs need to pay professional, persuasive, well-trained individuals to go door-to-door to harvest as many ballots as legally allowed. Laws vary from state to state. In Pennsylvania, for example, those qualifying for an absentee ballot must authorize in writing a representative to return their ballots if they don't do it themselves. In Arizona, a designated caretaker can return absentee ballots. So in reliably red states, in these states, there needs to be a designated RNC outreach representative. Outreach representative in every care facility, hospice, hospital, and retirement home who's registered to return ballots. An obvious solution to finding individuals to go door-to-door to register first-time voters, sway independents, and ensure strong youth turnout. Only 50% in 2020 is to recruit college kids to be RNC members. Weaponized local election office staff need to coordinate doorstep ballot curing and signature witnessing on absentee ballots. While there are useful legislative steps being taken at the party level to ensure election integrity for future elections, the reality is if the RNC wants to be competitive in 2024, needs to get busy harvesting or get busy losing. Get busy harvesting or get busy losing. Now, I don't believe the chairman or chairwoman of the RNC will come on this program as I endorsed her opponent for the post because I didn't believe the RNC did enough under her to do exactly this. But the question is, is she doing this? Because this is money well spent. The grass roots. The grass roots. Ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting. That's what needs to be done. That's what has not been done. When I come back, the governor of Florida is scheduled to appear. I'll be right back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Governor Ron DeSantis, how are you, sir? I'm wonderful, Mark. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. I wanted to discuss a few things with you. Um, Disney's one of them. What do you make of more liberal Republicans who are now seemingly taking the side of Disney against the people in the state of Florida? Do you find that a bit bizarre? I do. I mean, first of all, Disney has gone in a direction in terms of their corporate ethos 
to embrace the sexualization of children. I mean, you've seen it in what they did in Florida last year to try to tank our parents' rights and education bill, which basically says, you know, we're not going to be doing gender ideology in, in, in second and third grade. Uh, but you also see it in some of the programming decisions they've made and other things that their executives have said over the last year or two. And so that is just, I think, a company that's lost its way. And I've been very honest about my views on that. And it's a lot different than the Disney that I grew up with here in Florida. Uh, but when you start talking about this dispute about whether they should have their own government, corporate welfare, massive tax breaks, if you're siding with Disney, you are a corporatist. You're not supporting free enterprise. Uh, you believe that the state of Florida owes this one company to put them on a pedestal, let them be exempt from laws that everyone else has to follow, let them accrue all these special benefits, and somehow that is what a free market is all about. You and I, Mark, both know that is not the case. Uh, they had a deal that was really indefensible, and so what we've said and done is say, you know what, Disney's not going to have its own government. Uh, they're going to live under the same laws as everybody else. They're going to pay their fair share of taxes, and they're going to pay off the municipal debt that they racked up. And that's what the people of Florida uh, want to see. And I think a lot of these guys who are popping off, I don't think they know what they're talking about. But to the extent that they want to side uh, with a California-based company with close ties to the CCP who's indulged in this kind of activity with respect to children, that's on them. That's not on me. Very well put. And, you know, it also tells me that they don't have the guts to take on the uh, culture wars. Um, you're fighting them. You're taking them on. You know the media are going to attack you. You know that the the left flank of the Republican Party is going to attack you. The Democrats are going to attack you because they're used to rolling over on these culture wars. I don't see that the former governor of New Jersey fought the culture wars. I don't see the current governor of New Hampshire doing a damn thing about it. I don't see the former governor of Arkansas having done anything, let alone fight the culture wars. And yet if we just surrender to the culture war, we're going to lose our country, are we not? Well, you also have this situation where corporate America is now driving a lot of this stuff. And some of it is, is woke ideology. Some of it is this idea of ESG, environment, social governance, which really is a facade for them to advance a left-wing agenda through the business sector and through corporate America. And I think the question is, is okay, those policies threaten our freedom. Uh, those policies threaten our way of life. Uh, are we going to be active in defending our people against those threats, or are we going to say, like many Republicans have over the years, you know, we just defer to corporations, you know, let the corporations uh, do what they want, even if they're indulging in things that are destructive for our society. Uh, we actually passed legislation, and I signed it uh, last week, kneecapping ESG in the state of Florida. So some of that means like our pension funds, uh, we're not allowing ESG criteria to be used for our state's pension, which is, you know, $180 billion. Uh, but it also gets into protecting people from woke banking, making sure ratings agencies aren't doing all this. Mark, what they're trying to do is they're trying to change policy and they're trying to change society without having to go through the normal constitutional process. So when we're standing up to these big entities, we're basically saying no social or economic transformation without representation. Mm -hmm. 
Let's talk about what's going on after midnight tonight with this Title 42. I can't think of another country on the face of the earth that would do this to itself. That would have a completely open border where we're going to have millions of more people coming into the country. We don't know who they are. It's impossible to vet them. Has the White House, has the Department of Homeland Security, have any of these people contacted you, Governor, to coordinate with you what they're doing at all? No, I mean, in fact, um, they would, um, you know, when Biden first became president, we would see them bring in the middle of the night flights into Jacksonville without telling anybody. Now, we, we expose this, so they stopped doing it. And then the fact that IMR, with uh, money from our Florida legislature to transport illegal aliens to sanctuary jurisdictions, like we did with Martha's Vineyard, Biden has been loath to dump people in Florida. So I think our policies have actually been effective at, at deterring this. You know, the problem is, is people can still trickle in. I just signed an anti-illegal immigration bill that's increasing penalties for smuggling illegals into the state of Florida. We also have mandatory E-Verify, removing some of the carrots for people to want to come, at least to our state illegally. We need to do that nationally. But what you have is you have massive numbers of people, which in and of itself, Mark, puts huge burdens on communities on health care, education, the criminal justice system. Of course, you've got criminal aliens that are coming across the border. You've got people that are on our own Biden administration terror watch list that are coming across the border. And, of course, we've seen unconscionable amounts of fentanyl such that we have tens of thousands of Americans overdosing and dying from fentanyl every year now. Um I think that the president of the United States is uh, defaulting on his obligation to take care that the laws are faithfully executed. He's defaulting on his obligation to defend the security uh, of the United States of America. And if we were a serious country, uh, he would have been run out of office over this. I mean, this is a massive, massive breach of the duty that he owes us uh, as Americans uh, to keep us safe. So um, I think it's going to be a total disaster. I think you have a lot of illegals waiting in Mexico for this to drop. And as soon as it does, I think you're going to see a massive stampede. You are absolutely going to see a lot of deaths at the border as a result of this. And, you know, it's like we obviously look and see if a criminal alien comes and victimizes an American. We're upset about that. And I am. And I had an, I had an angel mom uh, at our at our immigration bill signing yesterday. Uh, but, you know, some of these migrants are being trafficked. Uh, some of them are victims, too. The cartels are moving mm -hmm. people through. People are being sexually abused. It is a total catastrophe. I just wish the media would pay attention to it. The only thing I've seen the media really get upset about is when we sent 50 to Martha's Vineyard. They got really mm -hmm. upset about that because it was almost like the reality was piercing their little liberal bubble. But they don't seem to care about what's happening to the border towns in Texas. They don't seem to care about what's happening in other communities in the United States. Um, and I think it's just a total travesty. Governor DeSantis, is it me or does it seem like on every single issue Biden takes exactly the wrong position? I mean, how is that possible? 
I think, well, I mean, Mark, I mean, come on, this guy's not playing with a full deck of cards. Uh, he's incredibly low energy. I mean, you, you've read the Federalist. Uh, Alexander Hamilton uh, wrote, uh, energy in the executive is the leading characteristic of good government. And this is somebody who is uh, completely opposite. Of yeah, but I, they're doing a lot. He may be not him. They're doing a lot. It's just bad. With the executive orders and so well, forth. it's through, but it, but it's through. Yeah, no, that that's true. But that's, I think, that's a whole other issue with the administrative state and kind of what they're doing. But you know, the Biden, this is his responsibility for the border, and he's basically out to lunch. Look, it's intentional. His staff and the ideologues in the White House, they believe in open borders. They're globalists. They think we're all citizens of the world. They don't think that we have the right to determine who comes into this country. They think foreigners have a right uh, to come in. Uh, but I think that Biden, if he was a little bit more involved and assertive, uh, because this reflects very poorly on him, you would think that this would be something that he wouldn't want to see on his watch. Now, every other thing that they're doing, I mean, they just did the rule with e First of all, you, Mark, you know better than anyone they don't have authority to be issuing these edicts through the bureaucracy, no. like what they're trying to do with energy regulation, like what they're trying to do with home lending, all this stuff. And it just raises the question about, you know, do we govern ourselves uh, or do we just have this Leviathan that churns out policy that oftentimes is restricting our freedoms? Biden obviously agrees with a lot of this policy, so he wouldn't necessarily be one to even want to stop it. But, you know, even when we have Republicans in, you know, you have a bureaucracy that's very harmful uh, to human liberty. And uh, I think it's just gone on steroids under Biden. And if you know we allow this to happen, you know, past 24 and whatnot, um, you know, you're going to end up in a situation where these elections are basically just suggestions, but ultimately, you know, the permanent administrative state just, just continues to do what it wants. Well, I know you need to go. You're welcome here anytime. We're big fans here of Ron DeSantis. I call you America's governor because you are. And my best to your wife and your family. Mark, thanks so much. Appreciate all you're doing. And we look forward to running into you in the Sunshine State soon. All right. God bless, sir. You take care of yourself. He's a good man. Very, very good man. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I think Speaker McCarthy's right. You see this thread with uh, Joe Biden and everything he does or fails to do. You see where he's taking us on the budget, on finances, on the debt, right to the brink. You see what he's done on the border? He's destroyed our immigration system and our security. You see what he's done with energy? He's destroyed energy independence. I mean, seriously, folks. What a disaster. Jeff... New London, Virginia, the great WMAL. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir, and uh, I hope you are, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My question to you is, uh, what recourse do the House Republicans have if the um, Justice Department and the FBI won't cooperate with them? Do they have some kind of mechanism to... uh, They have to sue them. They have to get a court to enforce their subpoena, which is why he subpoenaed them. 
Um, so he's laying the predicate, he's laying the foundation to go into court and say, uh, they're raising an objection. We have a constitutional right to oversight. That's one of the main things we do. We spend and borrow money, and we have the right to oversight to legislate. And we can't have a, um, a bureau within the Department of Justice basically give us the uh, thumb, you know, thumb their nose at us. That we have every right to oversee the activities there. They can talk about sources and procedures all they want, but we want to take a look at whether or not the President of the United States is corrupt. So I think they're going to have a tough time, the FBI, unless they get in front of one of these Obama judges or one of these fake Trump judges. Um, but it may have to go all the way upstairs to the Supreme Court. I hope not. I do know the circuit court in D.C. is fairly corrupt. It's very left-wing. They added a few seats onto there when Obama was president and Harry Reid was the majority leader in the Senate. So they added more seats on there and they packed that court. So it's still packed. But that's what they're going to have to do and they're going to need to do it quickly. And if I were them, what I would do is I would say this is an emergency filing. We need an expedited hearing. We need to know if the president of the United States is corrupt or not. All right, my friend. And I agree with you. I don't go into D.C. for any reason. <laughs> no, I don't want to. What's the point? By the way, where is New London, Virginia? What's that near? No, no, no. It's uh, Herndon, Virginia. Herndon. Well, I know where that is, of course, right next to Reston. Yeah, and, you and uh, I go to some of the same restaurants. We'll be nameless. <laughs> oh, you've seen me there? No, yes. Really? Uh, no, I've heard you've been there, but I haven't seen you. Oh, yeah. all right. You know, you've got in Herndon there, you got that, uh, what's it called, Virginia House or whatever it's called? That it's great breakfast place. I forget the name of it. Yes, it is. It's the, uh, oh, God, uh, wait a minute. Um, Your memory's yes, like mine. it is a great breakfast place. I know exactly where you're talking about. It's really good in that, that strip mall area there. Great bagel yeah. place there, too, in Herndon. Oh, yeah. Yep. My buddy Mitch is the owner of that. I haven't been to these places in a long time. All right, brother. You take care. I knew there wasn't a new London, Virginia. Herndon, Virginia. Barb. Iron Mountain, Michigan. The great WMIQ. Is there an Iron Mountain, Michigan? Yes. Hello, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. It's a pleasure. Hi. What is that near? Iron Mountain, Michigan is um, in the Upper Peninsula, 100 miles straight north of Green Bay, Wisconsin, home of the Packers. Wow. You're all the way over there. Well, at least you're not in Iron Bottom, Michigan, which is, uh, I think, the governor's mansion there. Anyway, go right ahead. I agree. Hey, you know what, Mark? I was thinking about Hunter Biden's um, child and the failure of the Biden family to recognize her and welcome her into the family. On the other hand, perhaps she's very lucky to not be welcomed into the family circus. I've got to run. I apologize. And you know what? It's a good point to a point. The little one doesn't know the difference of the four-year-old. I want to salute all you wonderful people in the audience out there. Thank you. I'm blessed to have you. You're part of our extended family here. And I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 